Welcome to Talk Nation Radio, a half-hour discussion of politics as if the people mattered. I'm David Swanson. It is my great privilege to welcome to Talk Nation Radio Hussein Abdullah. He is originally from Bahrain. He is the founder and executive director of Americans for Democracy and Human Rights in Bahrain. The website, a very nice website, is at ADHRB. Org, ADHRB, Americans for Democracy and Human Rights in Bahrain. Hussein leads the organization's efforts to ensure that U.S. policies support the democracy and human rights movement in Bahrain. Hussein also works closely with members of the Bahraini American community to ensure that their voices are heard by U.S. government officials and the broader American public. In 2012, the government of Bahrain revoked Hussein's Bahraini citizenship in retaliation for his peaceful advocacy for the respect for human rights in his home country. Uh, Hussein Abdullah, welcome to Talk Nation Radio. Well, uh, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, we have had some guests on from Bahrain. We have talked about the issue of Bahrain on this show, but I still suspect that many in the United States know very little about it. I don't know if you if you think that suspicion is uh, accurate or not, but uh, could you tell people where Bahrain is, what kind of country it is, what life is, is like there, or at least what it used to be like there? Uh, sure, I think I, I, I agree that many people do not know where Bahrain is. However, it's important to know where it is because it is the headquarters of uh, the United States Fifth uh, Fleet uh, Navy, one of the most important uh, 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 military base we have, or Navy base we have uh, uh, in the world. Uh, Bahrain is a very tiny uh, country, it's an island in the Persian Gulf, neighboring uh, uh, Saudi Arabia and Qatar, and uh, it's a country that uh, has a very vibrant an active uh, uh, citizenry that is uh, pushing for democracy, uh, uh, rule of law, and human rights for uh, decades, for years and years. And uh, with the Arab Spring, uh, also Bahrain had its own chapter of uh, peaceful uh, movement toward democracy. It took place on uh, 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 February 14th. Uh, uh, 2011, which is basically, I mean, February 14th, which is Valentine's Day. And, I mean, obviously, if the United States wanted to overthrow the government of Bahrain, everybody in the United States would hear about Bahrain and how evil Bahrain is every day, endlessly. Uh, But the U.S. relationship with the government of Bahrain is, uh, is not so much one of hostility, is it? No, it's not. And I don't, I don't think, uh, let me just put it this way. I don't think your audience will su- will be surprised or will object when I say that the United States uses the argument for democracy as a convenience against our uh, 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 enemies or against the regimes that we don't like. However, regimes like Saudi Arabia, uh, uh, United Arab Emirates, uh, Bahrain, including, and so many, so many, so many other Middle Eastern friendly nations who abuses uh, their citizen, who has the most horrible human rights record, we don't hear, uh, you know, in uh, the U.S. or uh, whether it's the Obama administration or even the previous administration, and I think also the future administration, will advocate for democracy or rule of law or, 
or uh, a change of regime in those countries because we have very friendly relationships. They do what we want them to do. So in the case of Bahrain, uh, there is no call for uh, uh, regime change. And as, as a matter of fact, the people of Bahrain not calling for any nation to intervene in their matter. There is no one in Bahrain calling for the U.S. to, to wage war against the, the current government. Uh, the people of Bahrain, I think, capable enough to to decide or, or have their their uh, day of uh, self determination if if basically they get the 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 uh, uh, support and, and through the uh, diplomatic and international pressure on the Bahraini government to do the right thing. I think overwhelming majority of the people of Bahrain uh, wants a peaceful uh, uh, democratic process, wants a peaceful uh, power sharing away from any kind of uh, military intervention or foreign nation intervening uh, in the country to change uh, the political dynamic. But of course the U.S. military uh, is there and is not opposing but supporting the current government and and Saudi Arabia, uh, the larger neighbor of Bahrain, uh, is supporting the current government. Uh, presumably you would like... Uh, that support to end. Uh, I mean, you, you, you basically uh, stated an important fact. Because of the Navy, I think we turn a blind eye or not pressure Bahrain enough. Uh, just uh, raising concern or making a statement here and there is not going to pressure the Bahraini government or force them uh, to respect human rights and, and start uh, a serious political reform. Uh, much more is needed. Uh, at the same time, we have the the the, uh, the biggest abuser of human rights, uh, if not in the world, in the region, Saudi Arabia, uh, actually occupying Bahrain. Uh, there are over uh, or close to 3,000 uh, Saudi troops in Bahrain since uh, March 2011. Uh, uh, they came into the country to crush the pro-democratic movement. So. Having those forces in Bahrain with the political support that the ruling family receives from the U.S. and other international, uh, other uh, uh, Western uh, powerful countries, uh, I don't think there'll be any any uh, serious changes in the country because you know the, the movement in the, country, the, in the country not only faces the Al Khalifa government or the Bahraini regime, but also faces you know countries like uh, Saudi Arabia and UAE who give heavy support to the uh, Al-Khalifa, add on top of that the uh, uh, the support from Western, key Western ally like the United States and the United Kingdom. And, and what has been the human rights record of the monarchy in Bahrain since 2011? I mean, I'm not going to quote uh, independent uh, non-government organization like Amnesty or Human Rights Watch because uh, uh, they're extremely critical, but our own Department of State report, uh, the, uh, the Obama administration themselves, in its uh, annual report for human rights uh, in Bahrain, clearly uh, uh, state uh, horrible facts that happen in the country. Torture is systematic, uh, arbitrary detention, enforced disappearance, sexual harassment. Uh, people don't see, uh, don't have access to uh, adequate legal counsel. The independent, there is no independence of the judiciary system. Uh, religious discrimination is, is widespread. Uh, there is serious instability in the country. 
and uh, uh, basically it is uh, uh, a nation that is ruled like a private property by uh, a single ruling family that is a tiny majority of the population. And yet this is a government that, despite the United States government's own understanding of its outrageous abuses, uh, feels free to support and to sell weaponry and to transfer weaponry. Uh, I believe Bahrain, certainly Saudi Arabia, was on a list of nations that Secretary of State Hillary Clinton waived various concerns and approved weapon sales to after those nations had supported her personal uh, family foundation with contributions. Uh, so there is that level of corruption uh, in the U.S. government uh, and that level of contradiction within the U.S. government that it understands the abuses but waves them aside. Uh, how can which which view is going to win out, and and how can the U.S. government be moved to a better position? I mean, the the the, the problem the problem of the GCC countries, and I'm talking about these six countries, uh, Bahrain included in them, Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, UAE, and, and Qatar and others, uh, they have so much political power in Washington. They have so much political influence uh, in Washington. They buy so much weapons from the United States. You're talking about uh, a, a serious dollar here, serious money that comes from GCC into this country to buy weaponry. They, they, they have the biggest lobbying firm represent them in Washington. They have all the ex-senators and ex-congressmen uh, uh, who, who you can imagine work on their behalf to pressure uh, uh, or to influence uh, political decisions coming out from different administration. And here I want to just be fair. I don't want to criticize only this administration, although, I mean, they deserve, deserve criticism. However, this goes back, as I said, the Bush administration, Bush the second, you know, W or, or his father, uh, Bush uh, or uh, President Clinton. And unfortunately, I expect even the, the future president will treat this the same way. And that is military cooperation, weapon purchases, uh, uh, economic relationship, oil, will will basically uh, come first and human rights not even be discussed. And that's not actually buying stability because, I mean, the, the entire region is going through changes. And, and if we don't show that we, we care about the, the demands of the uh, population or the people, eventually whoever is going to rule these countries in the future, they're going to remember that which side we took. The, uh, the, the corruption of the U.S. government by Saudi Arabia seems to be about oil sales and weapon purchases. Uh, in Bahrain, the, the bigger factor, as you've mentioned, may be the, the U.S. Navy's Fifth Fleet parking its ships in Bahrain. If, if you go to the, the website of the Fifth Fleet, it's, it claims to be responsible, its word, for a list of nations in that region, a couple of dozen nations. I don't know that any of those nations have ever asked the Fifth Fleet to be responsible for them. I don't know that any of them have ever benefited from the Fifth Fleet in any way. Is the uh, what is what is the benefit to anyone in that region of the world of the fifth fleet being there in Bahrain? Well, I'm, I'm not a military expert. However, I think fifth fleet plays a major role to make sure that the energy flow, the oil flow, 
in the Persian Gulf goes smoothly. I don't know if you remember uh, a year or two ago, uh, we, we had serious problem of piracy uh, toward the uh, uh, the Somalia area and the the uh, Strait of uh, Bab el Mandeb. Uh, and the Fifth Fleet played a role in, in combating that. Also, it's, it's, it's uh, basically, you know, one of the biggest, if not the most important, uh, um, naval navy base or naval base we have in, in that region that uh, can carry operation if needed. I mean, whether it was against the Qaeda in Iraq or the war in Afghanistan or also or even the war in Iraq. So it does, it does play a major role in, in most of our military operations in that region. Now, again, I'm, I'm not an expert. Did, did, it, did it help or did not help? I think, you know, Kuwait would have not been uh, uh, liberated uh, easily if the Fifth Fleet was not uh, in Bahrain. So it does play a major role in, in protecting uh, the region from the bad player, but also, unfortunately, is used by these regimes. These, these bad regimes, these uh, autocratic authoritarian regimes to, to uh, basically prop them up and, and support them and make them powerful. And I think th- there is a balance that we can protect our interest in the region and at the same time make sure that these countries are up to speed when it comes to human rights and political reform and, and having a population that can express their opinion freely without being tortured and arrested and also uh, uh, rule their countries in a, in a you know in a in a representative uh, political system. I, I I don't want to stray to too many topics on which I have no expertise, and you may not either. But uh, you know the, that it's in our interests, uh, meaning you and and me and our neighbors and our friends, not the not the Pentagon. I'm not using we to mean the Pentagon, but that it's in our interests for the oil to continue flowing smoothly out of the Persian Gulf seems odd to me when I saw a study this past week that said that in Saudi Arabia and Bahrain and that region, by the end of this century, uh, the temperatures of 160 to 170, 180 degrees Fahrenheit would be intolerable for the human body to survive uh, if the, the consumption of oil continued at even a fraction of its current rate. How, how is that, how is continuing that in the interests of the world, and in particular the interests of that region, which is going to suffer the worst of it? I don't think, uh, but, unfortunately, but I think it's the fact that I don't think we care about their internal policies. I think they've been abusing these countries, GCC countries, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, and, and others, been abusing the uh, migrant workers for years. So uh, I think it will continue. I mean, we just see it in Qatar. Look how many people were killed and died while they're building these mass, mass stadiums or massive stadiums for the World Cup. And, and there is no serious outrage or uh, punishment uh, to the Qatari government. So the simple answer is, I don't think we care. Well, we're going to have to work on that and start caring. Uh, it, it's interesting, some of the advocacy around human rights in Bahrain 
has focused on sort of endorsements and sanctioning of Bahrain that have come from world sporting events and world culture and uh, Formula One races in Bahrain. And uh, recently your organization, uh, Hussein Abdullah, I, as I understand, is uh, taking up the question of, of a nominee for a position on, on FIFA from Bahrain. Can you, can you tell people about that? Yes, uh, thank you for bringing up this, this important topic. I mean, look, uh, uh, there is a, uh, the, the head of, the former head of Bahrain Football Association, and football here we mean soccer, uh, his name is uh, Sheikh Salman bin Ibrahim Al Khalifa. He is uh, a cousin, first cousin of the king. And during the pro-democracy movement or uprising in 2011, uh, every sector of the society participated in that, and which included uh, football players and uh, football teams and football uh, like team managers and, and other administrative uh, positions. So what he did, this guy, he headed a committee when the crackdown began to name and to pick and to uh, basically identify all the players and teams and, and uh, team managers and referees and uh, 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 like uh, uh, coaches uh, who participated in the peaceful protest and identify them and make and, and basically they were picked up by the police. They were tortured, imprisoned, they were banned from playing football. Uh, they were basically punished. And a person like this, who is basically engaged in crime against humanity, including torture, should not uh, lead uh, the most respected body of football in the world, and that's FIFA. I mean, basically, uh, you, you, if, if he could not protect the players, uh, the football players in Bahrain, uh, he will. What kind of legitimacy he has to respect the uh, football players of the world? I mean, nominating someone like this gives hope to the families of uh, families like uh, Saddam Hussein's family and, and Qaddafi's family and and uh, 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 all the dictators in the world that if they need uh, to clean their image, the best thing is to run for some position like FIFA. So basically, FIFA here is acting like a PR firm for uh, uh, this notorious family or this notorious uh, uh, person with his uh, 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 horrible background of uh, engaging in such crime. So we, we launched a campaign with uh, a sister organization in London and, and other parts to make sure that the world knows and the officials at FIFA, uh, Ethic Committee and, integrity and the Integrity uh, Committee, to know that what kind of person this is. And I think we were able to raise uh, a reasonable and good media attention around this person. And I think we will continue doing so to make sure that he's not elected to this uh, position. And if, if may God forbid, if he is elected, we'll make sure there'll be some legal accountability to his actions uh, uh, and hold, also hold FIFA accountable. And everyone, every you know, big corporation who supports FIFA, that they are engaging uh, with an organization that it, the president or the head of the organization is engaged in crimes against humanity. 
And if people in the United States, there is at least some growing interest in soccer, but there certainly ought to be some interest in human rights and decency. Uh, if people want to help, can they go to uh, the website for Americans for Democracy and Human Rights in Bahrain, adhrb.org, uh, or what can people do? Well, people can, people can do many things. Uh, first of all, I would, I would uh, 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 ask them and encourage them if they don't have time to write email or uh, 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 write letters, uh, to pick up the phone and call your congressman and tell him to support the bill that is introduced by uh, Congressman McGovern and Congressman uh, James Pitt and uh, Congressman Hank Johnson. Uh, I think the uh, number of that legislation is 3445. Uh, uh, and to co-sponsor that legislation. So tell your congressman to co-sponsor a legislation in the Congress that will ban any arms sale to Bahrain unless they reform uh, uh, their political system and respect human rights. There are other details in the bill, but that's not the subject here. Also to pick up, the, also to call your two senators from your state and tell your two senators to support uh, uh, another legislation, a, uh, a similar legislation in the Senate, with, uh, uh, with number 2009, introduced by Senator Wyden and uh, Senator Rubio, uh, uh, asked them to co-sponsor that legislation, which basically does the same job as the House version. Uh, also, follow uh, sign up for our newsletter, which includes some action items that you can take, mainly through uh, congressional uh, uh, pressure. And of course, I mean, we're, we're a, a not-for-profit organization were uh, tax deductible so if you if you are in a position to donate we certainly going to welcome that another another important thing if you have if you are a member of an organization uh, uh, whether it's labor or human rights uh, we would welcome if you can if you have events that you hold on a regular basis if you want to hold an event on Bahrain that would be something. But if you visit the website, you'll see many things you could uh, engage in. Uh, uh, and, of course, you'll see that we not only work on Bahrain, we work on other countries in the GCC, which might interest your, uh, 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 you know, the areas you care about when it comes to human rights, whether it's women, children, uh, uh, or victim of uh, abuse and, and so many other topics. And, and that website, again, is ADHRB, stands for Americans for Democracy and Human Rights in Bahrain, ADHRB.org. Uh, there also is an online petition that your organization, Hussein, set up with an organization I work with, RootsAction.org, and a number of other groups uh, urging uh, support for that legislation and no more weapons for Bahrain. Uh, and that can be found at rootsaction.org, uh, which is also just launching uh, a similar effort urging no more U.S. weapons shipments to Saudi Arabia, uh, which of course has some impact, as you say, Saudi Arabia is occupying uh, Bahrain. Um, we're speaking with Hussein Abdullah from Americans for Democracy and Human Rights in Bahrain. Uh, we have just a few minutes left. Hussein, what are your what are your goals? Uh, where would you like to see Bahrain ten years from now? And do you do you ever hope to to return there? Uh, thank you for bringing the the website, which uh, uh, called, and I think we did reach uh, our initial goal, which was uh, ten thousand. Then we increased it to fifteen thousand. 
and and that that uh, uh, petition called for support of those two legislation that I have mentioned earlier, whether it's the House or the Senate, on banning arms sale uh, 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 to Bahrain. Uh, regarding your your last question, I mean, I would like to see a sensible policy from the United States, from from uh, uh, whether it's this this administration or the future administration, not towards Bahrain especially, but also toward other GCC countries uh, 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 in the region. And I mean by sensible policy, a serious change from uh, uh, only military cooperation and uh, 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 caring about the military-to-military relationship to actually pushing these countries to to start changing and respecting human rights and allowing people to to basically have a representative uh, system of government. If we don't allow that, eventually things are going to get worse than what it is now. Also, uh, 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 basically holding these regimes accountable to the crimes they have done and stop selling weapons and arms to them unless they show that they are basically a responsible partner. You, you cannot have partners like Saudi Arabia and call them allies. I mean, imagine like you're walking on the street and, and you just say, my best friend is a is a is a is a uh, uh, he abuses his wife, but he beats his wife all the time. And and you and you act like you know he's he's your best guy. And this is what we're doing here. We are calling Saudi Arabia our our strategic partner or ally. Look what they're doing to what what they do to to their people. Uh, whether it's uh, their treatment of women or the treatment of anyone who differ with them. Same thing in Bahrain. Bahrain has a ruling family who basically shut down any kind of dissent. So I would like to see uh, the people of Bahrain given an opportunity to decide what kind of uh, uh, political future uh, uh, they would like to see. Certainly, I would love to go back to Bahrain and and visit and and, and see my family uh, uh, there. But unfortunately, uh, uh, right now, I don't think it's the right time for me to go back for mainly safety issues. They have revoked my citizenship, and I'm certain if I go back, uh, I'll be faced with uh, lots of difficulties, not only uh, uh, not limited or not only just imprisonment, but so many other things. I mean, there are serious life issues here. So I would like to see Bahrain uh, 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 peaceful, Bahrain that has no political prisoners, Bahrain that uh, uh, has no torture, and go after those who committed this crime. And who no longer ruled by only one family, but ruled by uh, a representative uh, political system uh, where people can choose their leader in free and, and fair uh, democratic election. Should there be, we have just a minute left, should there be sanctions by foreign countries against the government of Bahrain? Well, I'm not a big uh, uh, sanction fan because those sanctions only... Uh, hurt the people and not the uh, political elite. I would like to see sanction against individual Al Khalifa members. I would like to see sanction against those who are in power right now. Go after their bank accounts in the West. Go after their property. But sanction against government, I'm not a big proponent of that because it basically hurts the uh, the role the normal citizen and does not affect uh, does not change uh, anything on the ground that. Uh, actually, it strengthens the political elite and the political system, and not and, and does not weaken them. 
Good to know and good advice, and there is much more to be found at the website adhrb.org, Americans for Democracy and Human Rights in Bahrain. The U.S. government is uh, clearly not supporting democracy or human rights in Bahrain, but using those justifications for making warfare on other countries in that region. Uh, Hussein Abdullah is the founder and executive director. Hussein, thank you very, very much for coming on Talk Nation Radio. Thank you for having me. This is Talk Nation Radio. I'm David Swanson. Take action at rootsaction.org. At Roots Action right now, you can sign a petition to insist the Paris tragedy not be exploited for more war. At this time of grief, our hearts go out to the people of France as well as the people of Syria, Iraq, Lebanon, Russia, Bahrain, and other countries traumatized by deadly violence. People of all races, religions, and nationalities. Help end war at worldbeyondwar.org. All past shows can be heard at davidswanson.org. Talk Nation Radio is produced in Charlottesville, Virginia, and syndicated by Pacifica Network. If you are listening to a nonprofit station, please support that station. Talk Nation Radio is funded by contributors at davidswanson.org. There is no way to peace. Peace is the way. Until next time. <laughs>